Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews, and I love being here with you. I love recording for you every week, and and I really like to find the guests. So uh, I love to, you know, be out on the show floor or either out at a plant and just be like, wow, this person's really cool, and I want to introduce them to you. So that's what happened uh, with my guest today. And if you haven't liked and subscribed to the podcast, please do that because you're going to want to share this episode when it goes live. And you're also going to want to share this with um, your friends, you know, so make it easy where it comes up every, I guess it's Monday, isn't it? Every Monday, Um, (laughs) except I did take a break. So sorry about the last couple of weeks. I took a break. I went on holiday vacation and I gave my team a break. And so um, I missed y'all and we're back and thank you for being here. So Okay, without further delay, here is my guest, uh, Bennett. I would like you to introduce yourself to our audience. Okay, well, thank you so much, Charlie. I'm excited to be joined here with you and, and have a chance to talk to you about this. We we met uh, first a year or two ago in our Reliable Plant Conference. I think that's where we first met. Yeah. Um, but for those who don't know me, um, I'm the Chief Strategy Officer for Noria Corporation, um, honestly, I'm more of the, the technical guy. So I, I've been with Noria for uh, more than 10 years now, but I, I like to get involved in projects uh, with our customers, um, technical projects, and usually that involves lubrication. So Noria is everything to do with um, machinery lubrication and oil analysis. And and so that's what maybe we'll talk about a little bit later, but um so that and yeah, I want to uh, I want to definitely talk about um and I kind of I mentioned it and then I went off on a on a, on a little tailwind whatever you want to call it um when I saw you on the stage at Noria I was so at Reliable Plant okay y'all don't know so let's say this a couple of times on the podcast maybe it'll pick it up but Reliable Plant right uh, it's a Noria brand and event and it's at a beautiful place in Orlando Florida and conference so, and exhibition right and, yeah. yes and so. <laughs> We're on the stage, he's opening it up and you can just feel the passion and and energy that I like to see in a show. Right. So he's opening up the stage and I was like, okay, this, this guy, I need to know a little bit more. So, so kind of been watching you and watching kind of how you interact on LinkedIn and share your message. Um, I did see the, that they gave you the 10 years. So double digits. I always like to, you know, celebrate some double digits. And then, um, you know, I just, I love the energy. I, so I looked you up and that chief strategy officer, I love that title for one, but I know that, and I can see that you are entrenched in this business. You have been there from the start and I would like to hear a little bit uh, about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want to first dive into who you are, right? Like how did you choose yeah. to become an engineer? Like, was there some, some inspiration there that got you to engineering? That's a good question. I mean, I think I can't deny that there was a little bit of influence from, you know, the the family ties of other engineers in my family, my my dad, my older brother, you know, they're all engineers, different kinds. My brother's an aerospace and mechanical engineer and you know, my grandfather and everyone else. There's a lot of engineers in the family. So it's kind of either just an, a an influence from all that, or but there's no doubt in my mind that you know the things I gravitated towards, 
um, more the mathematics thing, taking things apart, you know, I like to work with my hands. Um, that's who I am, you know, and I, I love the science behind things. So it, it, it wasn't a hard decision by any means to, to think about me becoming an engineer, just a matter of what kind of engineer. And to, to be totally honest, that was really a big question mark there for a while. But because of the diversity of things I get involved with, and even including my current um, uh, career, um, mechanical engineering was the, the direction I took. Um, and so going in to engineering school, I was just like, I just want to get the most exposure, different things as possible. Uh, went to school to, at Georgia Tech in Atlanta and and I learned a lot there. It wasn't an easy school by any means, but they, you know, their challenges they, they sent my way were everything I, I needed to, to, to get myself ready for the world. Um, and it's, they say engineering is, is more about learning how to problem solve than anything else, whether it's an actual uh, mechanical device you're working on or a process you're building or a software you're coding or people you're working with, you know, it all comes down to learning how to problem solve yeah. and that's businesses as, as well, you know? Yeah. And I was, I was just going to comment because I know that as a mechanical engineer, you are, you're working with that uh, equipment and as a design engineer, and then you see this problem that keeps coming up and keep, keeps coming up. All right. There's this um, dirty oil, uh, we'll say, or, you know, that's mm -hmm. what I've learned is <laughs> over the years, you need to at least check to make sure that the, the stuff you're putting in this equipment is clean and fresh and all mm -hmm. of that. So one of the, I guess, next steps for you was, was oil analysis and kind of lubrication analysis. How, tell us a little bit more about that area. Yeah. Um, well, it's, you know, oil analysis is, is has another topic that's very much adjacent to the topic of lubrication, and and so I had high interest in that um, tribology, as some might be familiar with that term, the study of lubrication, friction, and wear. There's a big tie there, and then we talked about tribology through my education, but in, several times I wanted to get ex exposure to how things are done in the laboratory, how we're analyzing oil. So I did spend a couple stints working at different oil analysis laboratories, learning the different instruments and how are we testing for acid number and base number? How do we know how much water is in this oil? I don't see any water in there, but yes, yet there is. You know, how much contaminant? What type of contaminant? Why did this machine fail? And, and looking at it back now, you know, I was at a lab tech way back when. Um, now I use oil, oil analysis to help me problem solve, help me uh, find what, out what's going on and um, with any machine in the world, um, it's the, that's moving. Anything that's moving has to have oil or grease. Well, whether or not the oil or grease that's in there is part of the, the potential reason why it might lead to a failure. Let's say there's a failure. Let's say the machine fails. You can determine what's going on or what had happened to that machine up until the point of failure by analyzing the oil. The same way a forensic scientist might study uh, a crime scene and, and look at what's going on there. They're going to look at the blood. They're going to analyze it. And there's clues, even though it had nothing to do with the blood. But sometimes the oil in this case could be part of the problem. So you, you use the oil and oil analysis to be proactive and predictive about what's going on with the machine before failure. But it's also so interesting to use it to your advantage to figure out why things fail so we can avoid from mistakes happening again. And so I love that part of oil analysis. We couldn't tell at all that you love that. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, this is what I love about you. Um, there, so maintenance, reliability is a lot of the things that we talk about, right? Predictive maintenance. He mentioned a couple 
um, that's just what draws me into Reliable Plant and all of the things that y'all are doing at Noria. So tell us a little bit about your job there. Um, I know that uh, we definitely want to talk about the event coming up or that's mm-hmm. happening this week. That's where they're going to be launching this um, podcast. So, so tell us, I guess, how you started at Noria and kind of how that led mm-hmm. to your job today. Well, um, so some of you might know there that I've been you know, associated to Nori for a while because it's a, it's a family business. You know, my, my father started 20, 26 years ago. And so I remember the days, even the very beginning with um, why it was called Nori. And that's a whole story by itself. Maybe I'll get into a different different day. Um, but um, I definitely been involved in understanding why it's important for lubricants to be handled properly in the selection process, the, the, the storage processes, contamination control. And so as I went through school, I kept that in my mind. As I was working in oil analysis laboratories, I kept that in my mind. I spent a couple of years working for even Navistar as a product design engineer. And they're the parent company of international trucks, so heavy duty trucks. And even there, I was working on helping them find ways to optimize their oil drain intervals and figure out you know, the best way to use the oil, select the oil the right way so that the, the user can get the best experience. Um, and then, you know, about, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago, how, how, how long that was ago. Um, well, like Nori's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's my hometown. And I happened to, to meet a lady back in Tulsa and, and you know, she had a little influence on me coming back because I eventually married her. So I was happy about that because I was also eager to join Nori again, you know, and be part of the the uh, excitement about what we do at Noria. And, and if, if for those of you who don't really know Noria that much, you know, it's really uh, we, what we're about is providing training services and consulting services to anyone in the industry related to lubrication and oil analysis. So for anyone who's heard of maybe the machinery lubrication uh, um, analyst or machinery lubricant technician, those kind of certifications related to the ICML, we train for those, but we also go into plants and develop lubrication programs from scratch. And I'll tell you, one of the best things about my job is while we're able to create solutions and, and build lubrication programs and, and really have an impact on how maintenance is approached, I get a chance to see a whole bunch of different industries. You know, I see different manufacturing from food and beverage to the refineries to pulp and paper industry to uh, you name it, pharmaceutical. And it's a little bit of that, you know, how it's made job because you, you can get a sense of, well, that's kind of cool how that, I didn't know it did it that way. And, you know, but the whole time you're able to, to be very um, you know, supportive in the, the purpose and why I'm there as a, as a consultant. Yeah. And uh, that definitely gets me dressed up. Y'all, y'all heard that on the podcast before. <laughs> I love a plant tour and how it, how things work. It's, it's amazing. So I, I just also was just imagining y'all kind of sitting around the house just having a chat, you know, and, and this is going to come up lubrication conversations happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, just, I, I think it's um, in the environment for sure led to, to you to be passionate about this, but then studying and getting the knowledge and being able to really help people solve problems. I did want to talk to you a little bit more about the loop PM. Is that what it, that's what it is that. Um, um, yeah. Are, you said it yeah, correct. So a little more. yeah. So that's something that I w- have been especially um, passionate involved with over the last 10 years. So like when I got started at Noria, you know, a lot of the lubrication programs that we would deliver 
And this would involve like including all the procedures and how to regrease something or use filtration or inspect a machine, you name it, all the detailed procedures and recommendations on lubricants and modifications to hardware. And uh, but all those recommendations had to be provided in either an Excel document or God forbid, a, a, a binder, you know, that had all of it stored in a shelf somewhere. Or at times we had to bring that information to their CMMS program um, that they were using. But all the while, it was there was a challenge with us to be able to organize the data the way it needed to be in order to manage the lubrication activities. So one of the things I got involved with, you know, we have a software team at Noria to mostly develop a lot of different applications for our internal needs. And um, there's a lot that could be said there too. But we started developing closer to 10 years ago, a program. And first it was called LPM. Now it's called LUPM, but it stands for Lubrication Program Manager. And it's it's a it's a type of lubrication uh, management system, which manages all lubrication activities um, from a cloud-based application. There's also a mobile app. So anyone in a lubrication program, often associated to maintenance, can have all the lubrication data procedures. They can go around the facility, run their lubrication routes, know what lubricant needs to be in there, track the lubricant volume, and have all that important data not only optimized and managed properly, but communicated to their central program, whether it's SAP, Maximo, and for, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, we, but the, the needs associated to lubrication are a little bit too granular and specific for sometimes those larger programs to manage. So LUPM is a program that we deliver all the lubrication necessities or recommendations um, for the lubrication technicians, the lubrication champions at a facility. Yeah. So I, I think that I, I've seen the um, people that you talked about right then, right? Like mm -hmm. at your event. So partnering with them, making sure that your software engages with that properly um, so mm -hmm. that it's really easy for the customer to use. Uh, I know that's got to be the fact because I just see them um, at your event. So um, what I am curious about, right? So this one aspect and you're helping people, training people, um, you know, on that system itself. But mm -hmm. you also just train people for, you know, their Indeed. normal everyday jobs on how to yeah. better maintain this equipment. Lubrication, best practices, oil analysis, best practices. We teach, we've been teaching that for 25 years. Yes. Yes. And so uh, excited about that. And I know, um, so Reliable Plant, that was my first time being there last year, which I was just blown away that I, I can't believe and that I haven't been to your event. What's taking that. you so long? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think there's just always another, you know, conflict event. And I finally was just like, okay, we're going to speak uh, there. So I'm going to yeah. let somebody else handle that. Right. You, you kind of get that way. And y'all know, um, running a company, right. That you, you have to learn to delegate and, and grow in different ways. But I enjoyed that so much. And the, the culture and the, the interaction with everyone was just so great. And I felt like, you know, I found my people. These are the people that work on the equipment mm -hmm. um, and that just appreciate the industry and appreciate the hard work that everybody's doing and how mm -hmm. can we make um, our industry better? Like, that's what I felt from the conference. Um, I love, you know, the theme this year, Better Together, um, because we are, we can, we can accomplish such great things if we work together. So I'm really excited to be there and to, you know, kind of kick off with a, a keynote one of the days where we're mm -hmm. talking about, um, you know, culture. Um, but it's also because I love that topic because that's what I saw for and, and felt from y'all as well. So there's so many other 
speakers. Um, I know, you know, that are, that will be there, but do you have any like highlights this week that you want to share? Oh man. So we're doing a few things different. Uh, first of all, we have absolutely the best speaker lineup I've ever seen at Love Plans. Well, uh, I mean, it's not me, but that was nice. <laughs> and including you. <laughs> uh, no, but I'd be serious. I'm serious. I mean, I think I feel like I'm going to be sad at times because we have um, eight tracks of different speakers sessions going on all at the same time. So that means by default, I'm missing seven eighths of all the speakers at the very minimum, you know, and because there's so much. But one thing that's really cool is that we'll be doing um, a, a different approach to keynotes where we'll have a couple um, hour blocks where there'll be three or four uh, 15 minute um, keynotes where someone you get 15 minutes to absolutely tell us the best thing you want to tell us because you have been chosen as someone who's inspirational, whether in the industry or something even beyond that. And so you got to make sure that you attend those because those those quicker keynotes um, back to back to back are going to be I um, very engaging and and you're going to learn a lot from those high level experts. So I'm looking forward to those. There's a, a few big names in, involved. You know, for example, Keith Mobley, he's one of those. He's been kind of a um, a, a founder in the uh, predictive maintenance world, and he has so much experience and things to share. Um, and that's just one. There's several of them. Um, so enjoy that. You know, those keynotes are going to be great. We have some interesting technology that's going to be showing up in our exhibit hall. Um, we also have a, um, a, a, a track that's focused on you know what the exhibitors want to share as new and interesting from their perspective. You know, and they're going to be showcasing a few things. Um, so it's like a new technology area. Um, exhibit hall itself is, is, is going to be great. There's, you know, about 100 exhibitors, give or take. And um, there's a, a lot of really new ones that are going to be you know, fun for us. Who, those who have been here ever in several years to kind of see what's new and interesting. And so there's two, the two sides of it, the exhibit hall and the speakers. It's, it's all going to be great. Yes. And I, I love it. I've, like I said, I've, I've said, I am coming back to this event, put it on the calendar. Right when I left, I went and, and put it on the calendar. Because, and so hopefully you will do that. If y'all missed it this year, then you'll be able to do that the next time. Because I'll tell you, when you go to conferences, it's, it's hard to know um, and, and to see everything right when you get there, you're like, okay, which way do I grow? Um, for, mm -hmm. for people that, um, you know, like me, uh, that, that don't have everything planned out. I'm going to go to all these sessions, but yeah. you can't go wrong. You cannot yeah. go wrong. Every single pathway that I took uh, was a great person that I met, right. That I got to interact with. Uh, so mm -hmm. good vibes all the way around. And it's a fun place. Yeah. It's a beautiful pool, a beautiful hotel. And uh, the con convention center is just right across the street. So it's, it's super easy to get to as well. Okay. So I want to give you kind of this like last word to, to, if you want to share anything with our audience um, mm -hmm. so that you have it. And then I'm going to do a little rapid fire uh, after that. Okay. So, I mean, one thing I do want to share about level playing is that although Noria is, you know, focus on lubrication, machine lubrication and oil analysis, um, that's our expertise. We just happen to be um, the the host of an event that's at a much grander scale than that related to the entire reliability, asset management fields. And so um, when you come to a lot of plant, you're going to see that all the speakers, all the exhibitors. It's 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 a reliability 
plant-based event. And so that's why it's called Reliable Plant. We're making, helping make the your plant more reliable. Um, and we have several different publications like that as well. Reliable Plant is a magazine. It's a digital uh, magazine. It's a website. It has tons of free content. So does machinerylubrication.com. And so that's just things that Noria has been um, involved with, but there are different things, including just the lubrication side that Noria has. Yes. Um, so You're just super that. passionate about that because that's your thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So y'all definitely uh, reach out. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that you're uh, responsive on LinkedIn so people can reach out to you there. So I will, I'll put uh, your links in the show notes, but before I let you go, I, I need to ask, uh, what is your favorite book? I've always been a Dan Brown fan, so like Angels and Demons. Okay, okay. What about music? Well, I'm a pianist, so I play a lot of classical music, but the things I like to play the, plo the most on piano is uh, Ben Fold songs. Okay, wonderful. Um, I want to ask you the best advice that you have ever received. Best ad advice. Oh, gosh, there's a quote that was about, uh, I'm trying to remember now. Um Gosh, I can't remember the quote right now, but it's 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 focused on, you know, just living in the moment. You know, don't think well, one thing I like to do, and I don't know how it was phrased when I was giving the advice, is think about what you would tell yourself 10 years ago. You know, so your 10 year, years younger self. OK, if you're talking to him right now, what would you tell him? OK, now that you've thought about that for five minutes, do the exact same thing. But think about what your 10 year old from yourself would tell yourself right now. You know, when you have those kind of exercises, and I do that about once a year, probably just whenever I think about it, man, it's so eye opening what you might think. OK, gosh, it's just putting yourself from a, an outside lens of how life is and how good things might be or how things need to be reprioritized and you know, the blessings you have. And I think that's always been very important. That's good advice. I've had. Yeah, I love that. Um, OK, I'm going to flip it just a tad bit. And if you're talking to someone, um, maybe not yourself, but someone younger uh, coming into the industry, what advice would you give them? Travel, you know, see things. Um, if you have opportunities with your job or if you're in still school, I, I tell the same advice to those who are going into college. If you can work abroad or study abroad, great. But if you're in a job that they give you opportunities to travel, um, even for work or partial work and, and leisure, you name it. There's so much learning that happens when you meet people, go to new places, especially different countries, see different cultures. And it changes who you are in a positive way. You can, you can choose what you like to have influence you. So travel, travel, travel. I love that so much. Okay. Um, last question, because you just inspired me. What's your favorite place that you've ever been to? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm giving you the uh, hard questions. To, that yeah, that's a tough one. There's, there's just so many. Um, Florence, Italy. Okay. I just absolutely love that city. It's, it's so historical, so beautiful. And the food's really good. The, the wine's very good and people there, I got friends there. They're just amazing. So that's, that's always okay. been the top of my list. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for your time. I have enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, um, I, I wanted to be able to share the passion that I saw for the industry mm -hmm. with everyone else. And so thank you for jumping on this podcast. Um, I will put all of the links um, to uh, really all your things uh, in mm -hmm. the, in the show notes. But mm -hmm. y'all share this episode. I, I I think that we forget how important the maintenance and reliability world is. And if we would just share this with our friends, just to remind them of the excitement mm -hmm. that we can have around the work that we do. Um, I think you're a good example for doing that. So thanks for being on today. 
Thank you so much, Charlie. And if anyone who didn't get to the Lava Plant this year, next year is going to be outside of Chicago in a nice little village that will be a nice change of pace. So early June, plan for that. Okay, you now you're speaking my language because y'all know I love uh, I love Chicago. Uh, okay, well, y'all, uh, until next time, everybody, be empowering. Bye.